Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. With your host, Brandon Okuma. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Let's Go Brandon Okuma podcast. Thank you again for listening. Today, we are going over Joe Biden's mumbling, stumbling, bumbling State of the Union address, the Chinese spy balloon, and how Project Veritas and Elon Musk have been doing their due diligence for the United States of America. Alrighty then. So, Joe Biden last week had his State of the Union address, something that many of us don't want to sit down and listen to, especially if he is trying to talk, because as we all know, that man can't English. So my plan for you today is to go through it a little bit, highlight a few things that he talks about, and knock him off his high horse. Go ahead and break it down for us, Joe Byron, ladies and gentlemen. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all, because of the American people. False. So, ladies and gentlemen, this man is absolutely insane. And of course, he would take uh, advantage of the jobs coming back from COVID. Now, why this is false is when COVID hit, the United States lost around 20 to 21 million jobs. So we lost that many jobs. Since then, we've been recovering. And according to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, the United States economy has only actually gained about 1.5 million jobs in that range since COVID hit and we lost all those other jobs. So Joe Biden's saying that he's created over 12 million jobs and it's the most that any president has ever created uh, is false because those jobs were already in place before. So basically what happened is those jobs were just replaced. So we refilled those jobs. And since then, we have had an increase of around 1.5 million jobs. Now, just because we have all those jobs doesn't mean that they're filled. And if you're asking me, Brandon, what does that even mean? That means that there might be job openings that are out there, millions of them, and people just aren't going for them. You go down to your local small business and you'll probably won't see as many people working there as you can remember pre-pandemic. And this is because the labor force participation rate is actually still down. Before COVID hit, in February of 2020, the labor force participation rate, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, was 63.3%. So before COVID hit, that was 63.3% of labor participation. It is almost a whole percentage down still from then. So we're, as of January 2023, we're at 62.4%. So 0.9% still down in the labor force. Nice try there, Joe Biden, for trying to take responsibility for all those jobs. You're going to have to do a little better than that. And next up, make no mistake, if you try anything to raise the cost of presenting jobs, I will veto it. Look. So I added in that part just because I thought it was comical that you couldn't understand a single thing that he said. Make no mistake. And then the Democrats went absolutely crazy and applauded when no one really actually understood what he said. So that should sum up uh, how fake this whole thing is when this man is speaking. Paying their taxes. Instead of cutting the number of audits for wealthy taxpayers, I just signed a law to reduce the deficit by $114 billion by cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. That's being fiscally responsible. 
In the last two years, my administration has cut the deficit by more than $1.7 trillion. The largest deficit reduction in American history. Speaking of being fiscally responsible, Joe Biden, uh, this man, according to fiscaldata.treasury.gov, where the current national debt is thirty, uh, almost $31.5 trillion. I'm super proud of him because since he's been in office and since he's been fiscally responsible, uh, our national debt has only increased $3 trillion, people. Only $3 trillion, That's it. In two years. Quite amazing, if you ask me. Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street or playing in the park or just driving a car. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children, I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time your kid got in a car. So, of course, it's only natural to pull the race card. I know of many people, including myself, whose parents have had that talk with them, that if you're pulled over, you turn on the lights, you put your hands on the steering wheel, you do what the officer says, and you be respectful. But this is what Democrats do. They use the race card because as long as they can make people feel like victims, they will continue to get their vote because what they do is yell and scream about how they can fix that for them, even though in the end they really do nothing. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world, but make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. Look, let's be clear. Winning the competition should unite all of us. We face serious challenges across the world. But in the past two years, democracies have become stronger, not weaker. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. I think Joe Biden thinks that if he yells loud enough, then it'll get his point across better or make people believe him. I can name a leader right off the top of my head that would probably change uh, places with Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, and that would be Joe Biden and various other Democrats because many of them are figuratively and literally, Eric Swallow, in bed with the Chinese. He wants to start a journey toward American recovery. Doug, we're with you. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production and the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. Working with couriers like FedEx to inspect more packages for drugs. Strong penalties to crack down on fentanyl trafficking. So as we all know, overdosing on drugs has been an increasing problem in the United States. And it's great that Joe Biden talks about this. However, he doesn't do anything about it. And if you heard from that, you heard the Republicans yelling, close the border and yelling that it is your fault 
to Joe Biden. Are they, and are they wrong for doing that? Absolutely not. A lot of the drugs coming into the United States are coming through the southern border. And right now what we have is an illegal immigrant crisis, which I've gone over with you guys, which Democrats have done nothing to help with. Even though Republicans down at the southern border have asked over and over, have created bills to secure the border that Democrats have refused to comply with or to help out with. And this is something that Joe Biden has done multiple times in his speech uh, for his State of the Union address was to bring up topics that many Republicans were trying to fight for and say that he was trying to fight for that and then say that the Republicans were keeping him from doing that exact thing. And him talking about the fentanyl crisis is exactly one of those. Trying to play it like he's going to do something about it even though people have been begging him to do something about it for years now. Throughout his whole State of the Union address, there were multiple points where he mumbled, bumbled, and stumbled through this whole thing. And all it is is just the president getting everybody together to glorify how well or how good they think they are actually doing, when in reality, they're probably not. Now, what was comical about Joe Biden coming at Chinese for three seconds in a speech is that this man allowed a Chinese spy balloon to traverse across our whole country before finally taking it down. If you're wondering where it flew over, well, don't worry too much because it only flew over multiple uh, military and nuclear sites, no big deal, across the United States before it was finally taken down. Now, many wanted it taken down when it was over Montana. What the government told us is that, well, we don't want it to come down and hurt anybody. What the hell is there to hurt in Montana? You worried it's going to land on a bear? There's a lot of just forest out there. Plenty of area where you can take it down. But nope. We're just going to let this thing cruise on across the United States before they finally took it down. And since then, there have been multiple other sightings and shootdowns of other objects in the sky. But allowing that one to cross the whole United States is absolutely ridiculous. What kind of information did they get? We don't know. Especially sensitive kind. Now, before we go, I want to talk about Elon Musk and Project Veritas. As we all know, Elon Musk has acquired Twitter. He released information about the FBI and Twitter working together to censor people, articles, information. He has continued to release the Twitter files. Now, what you all might be thinking is that Elon Musk is a Republican because he is a firm believer in the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. However, Elon Musk did vote for Joe Biden, but the hypocrisy has been pointing out from agencies in the news and other people is really good work. And as long as we have people like that who are willing to do what's right, then the United States is going to be just fine. Another one of those big organizations is Project Veritas. Many times, Project Veritas goes undercover and is able to acquire sensitive information from big corporations or people who are in the government who try to keep this kind of information secret. Now, what this next video is about is a man called, whose name is Jordan Tristan Walker, who is a Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and MRA, mRNA Scientific Planning. And what he's doing is talking about various amounts of information that Pfizer probably wouldn't want getting out. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that's not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this COVID. You got to publish your own title. You got to publish your own title. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can create undeveloped developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. It's to be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like you know it's goes everywhere something crazy is the way that the virus started and moving on to be honest like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere like yeah i know meet jordan tristan walker 
a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm learning about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There not be any more outbreaks. Just like Jesus Christ. The gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all. For all government officials, it's pretty good for the industry, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators who have to approve our drugs know that once they stop being regulated, they want to go work for the company, then I got to be as hard for the company. You know, as well. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that a risk global public health it's profoundly corrupt so the man talking there at the end and multiple times throughout the video uh, is actually dr malone and absolutely what pfizer is doing is supremely corrupt they're mutating the virus which some would call gain of function and what this sounds like is just another wuhan lab mishandling that's just waiting to happen but companies like pfizer and moderna and the cdc really don't care if that happens because guess who's going to profit from disasters like that they are you got the drug companies who are going to make the drug who are going to make billions of dollars off of that you have the people who are passing these drugs and the fda the cdc who from this video are apparently already looking forward to their future of being part of these drug companies eventually and what this all boils down to is cream, people. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. It's all it ever boils down to. Talked about this before. But it's because of companies like Project Veritas, people like Elon Musk and various others in government, as well as whistleblowers who are willing to get this kind of information out to expose companies or people or governments who are trying to hide sensitive information that is not in your best interest. Now, what I ask you to do is never forget that you gave up two years of your life for this pandemic that you'll never get back. But don't be surprised if this happens again, because now people know what kind of money they can make off of it. And now people know what kind of control they can get over you by calling this a health crisis. So just remember that for the future and be wary. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And like always, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, they're chanting. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs>